Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Progressive Patriots. My name is Leo. I'm not joined by anyone today. It's just me. Um, but I'm trying to get us back on a regular schedule, so uh, upcoming releases should have uh, more people at the party. But, yeah, it's just me. It is just after midnight on December 1st. So, yeah, at the rate shit moves these days, things could, should, would, probably are different. Um, but let's get started. Uh, I want to start, I decided to combine this category. It's just, you know, the federal government in general, like Congress, uh, the, sec- the Supreme Court, and the executive branch. So three things that I wanted to talk about were quick, quickly, the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee, I believe, is launching an ethics inquiry. They are s- subpoenaing Harlan Crow and Leonard Leo, which set a completely unrelated point, but I would like to give a very hearty fuck you to Leonard Leo for fucking ruining my name. Uh, God. Anyway, um, but yeah, Harlan Crow, the dude that gave uh, Clarence Thomas all sorts of cool shit. And then uh, Leonard Leo is the fellow who compiled the list of possible Supreme Court justice nominations for former President Trump. Uh, the Republican senators walked out of the hearing or the, I don't know, the, the meeting to to uh, vote on the subpoena. And um, it's only happening. It, uh, it's only happening because those two fucking clowns are not cooperating and they don't, you know, they're not being forthcoming with information requests. So... I'm not. I'm not really sure. Uh, what do you expect? But whatever. Uh, let's see here. I know that one of the members of the committee said that the subpoena is illegal. Which eat shit. Um, all right. Uh, the by. Now, you no doubt have heard of the uh, quote-unquote ethics code that the Supreme Court put together. Um, It is a fucking joke, to put it pretty lightly, I think. So, the from what I was reading about it, it doesn't... The obvious problems with it that that you may or may not have heard by now is... In matters of conflict of interest, it's the same shit that it was before, is that the justices have the option to recuse themselves from any any hearings. Uh, they obviously, to date, have not done so. So th- it's pretty fucking stupid to just put that on paper, that, yeah, we're going to continue not recusing ourselves uh, from, you know, matters that conflict, whatever, conflicts of interest. Um, Another thing is the lack of actionable resources if there are negative findings at any point. Um, If I'm not mistaken, the, the, the language that they used is almost copy and pasted from, um, I believe it's like the federal circuit code of ethics. 
and rather than keep it as it was, they changed a lot of, like, um, will do XYZ to should do XYZ. It's kind of like a subtle difference, but you like you see what it is. Like you, you, one is mandatory, the other one is a suggestion. Which that's bullshit. We all know it. Uh, moving along into the house, um, George Santos, if that is your real name, he it's uh, just after midnight on the first, so he is actually having an expulsion vote today. Um, the so the vote needs two thirds to pass, and the current split is two hundred twenty two to two hundred thirteen for uh for membership, right? So it's going to be interesting. Uh, what I read was that a lot of the people who voted to keep him the last time have said they're they're not going to do it again this time. I believe that they spoke on anonymity. Uh, something interesting um, is the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, said, I personally have res- real reservations about doing this. I'm concerned about a precedent that may be set. Uh, to an extent, I I agree. Uh, it is pretty shaky. Like, the dude is, Santos, I mean, is... He stands accused of these things. He's been indicted on these things, but he has not been convicted of anything. Uh, so, like, ex- expelling him just for being indicted on something or is, I don't know, I don't think it's too far removed from uh, expelling someone because they're because they're suspected of something. Um, with the way, with how partisan the house can be that isn't a too i don't think that's too far of a leap to make so i i really do i do understand the point that uh this is a pretty it's a grim precedent that this could set uh let's see uh yeah if you didn't know uh santo spent campaign money on botox uh designer clothing brand hermes and a number of OnlyFans uh, subscriptions and content, shall we say. Let's see here. Uh, Santos himself said, I will not stand by quietly. If they want me out, they're going to have to go silence uh, the New York's third district where he's where he was elected and take the hard vote. Um I expect that they would probably agree with wanting you gone. <laughs> so I'm not sure that's the uh, role you want to take. Uh, concluded not too long ago, the governor versus governor, state versus state debate between uh, Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis was uh, concluded not too long ago. And I thought... I'm trying to think uh, how do I want to phrase this because yeah why is Ron DeSantis debating with Gavin Newsom like what the fuck does Gavin Newsom have to do with any of this so I get it like yeah why, why are you doing this but at the same time I did think of some other possibilities 
uh, or some other details that I think are worth pointing out here. Uh, so, right. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. I, we all know Biden. Oh, he's super old. Yeah, we know that. Um, but having Gavin Newsom debating in his stead is actually pretty clever. It's a pretty clever move, I think. And here's why. Uh, no shit. Biden is old as fuck and he's notoriously bad at speaking. Like he uh, kind of slurs and stutters a little bit. He, he struggled with that a lot in his uh, younger years, if I'm not mistaken. If I recall him saying that saying that uh, correctly. And he doesn't have the same sort of charisma or energetic delivery that someone like Gavin Newsom has. Or, you know, his old pal Barack Obama has. So, kind of makes sense. Uh, another thing is that it's pretty fucking obvious Gavin Newsom is going to be running for president in 2028 so the idea of him being on the national stage at this point uh I don't know like as a as a sort of proxy is a good way to start building his his uh national profile right uh third DeSantis he DeSantis ain't shit the guy is super far behind uh, of Trump, and Nikki Haley's right on his ass if she hasn't surpassed him already. Uh, Biden himself, why the fuck would he waste his time? Um, I don't know, like the old uh, the old adage of not even dignifying it with a response. It's kind of what this would be if uh, if Biden if the president shows up to debate some fucking clown then all that does is validate the clown. Um, and yeah, he has more important shit to do. Fucking obviously. Uh, some, a good quote I thought from um, Gavin Newsom is, uh, when are you going to drop out and at least give Nikki Haley a shot to take down Donald Trump? And he opened with another solid one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In like his opening remarks, he said, uh, Ron DeSantis and I do have something in common, and that's we will not be our party's nominee in 2024. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was good. Uh, to be honest with you, like it was difficult finding a reliable source to watch this. I don't have cable. I'm not fucking getting cable. And um, live TV over the internet services are as much as a fucking cable subscription. So, no thank you. I'll catch a replay somewhere. Uh, what else? Trump had his gag order reinstated. The New York Supreme Court Justice Arthur Engeron reinstates it in the civil fraud case. Trump, the, the catalyst for this was Trump uh, truthing. God, I still can't fucking stand that. Him truthing about uh, one of the one of the court clerks, and naturally his uh, maniacal followers uh, started threatening the court staff. So that's the that's what the gag order applies to is speaking specifically on the court staffers. 
moving along something that we had I had mentioned before uh, Elijah McLean a young man who was killed by the police in 2019 the so the trial of the paramedics who administered the lethal dose of the sedative their trials have begun they both pleaded not guilty and uh the so he was given 500 milligrams of ketamine and that they they estimated that his weight was around 200 pounds and that's why they gave him that much Elijah weighed a hundred and less than a hundred and forty-five. <laughs> I really don't know how you can make that mistake. I don't. It really makes me think that it isn't one. Um, for the record, law enforcement officer number one, I'm not going to use their names, was found guilty of neg criminally negligent homicide. Uh, law enforcement officer number two was not, and. Uh, L.E.O. number three also acquitted. Another hearty fuck you for besmirching my good name here. Dicks. Um, let's move along because I do have quite a bit to talk about. The unreal draconian, I think, might be in might be a proper word here. Uh, of um, border security that Texas is trying to implement, is, the razor wire in particular is being taken down. Um, the federal authorities are removing the fencing. The federal judge who ruled that they can, uh, the, the ruling was specifically because the judge did not think that Texas could win a case against the United States. But the judge also did call Biden's the Biden administration's attempts to stop undocumented uh, migrant crossings utter failure. Uh, and the Texas attorney, attorney general has uh, mentioned that he's going to be appealing the ruling. So expect this will go to the Supreme Court. They will probably rule in Texas's favor. Uh, it's... I don't like the way that Texas is going about this. Like, they're not trying to apprehend or turn people away or anything. They're trying to hurt them and kill them. Um, I don't know how anyone can abide that. Don't give me this fucking America first shit. We are all human beings, all right? Human beings. That's this is not how we treat. We should be treating each other ever. Um, but I do have to agree so far that. Like what? Did you, what did you expect? What did you expect to happen uh, if Biden's not really doing a whole lot about this? So what did you expect Texas to do? Especially a place like Texas. What did you expect? This is exactly the type of shit that they would do. Uh, 
So, to the surprise of fucking no one. Um, I agree completely about the... This whole, like, oh, if we don't have borders, we don't have a country. Shut the fuck up. That's the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard. Um, I do, however, agree with the the need for national security. I, I don't... I really honestly don't care about the number of people coming to the U.S., coming to work. The, the overwhelming, prohibitive majority of these people just want a be- a chance at a better life. And that's it. The thing is that if and the 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 solution is fucking clear when I start saying it is that there's no they don't have a legal avenue. And that is what drives illegal migration. If we like it seems like it's a Mexican standoff where the Republicans want um like fucking automated turrets at the border, like automated flamethrowers and really horrendous, heinous stuff. And if they get those things, then they'll consider immigration reform, which we all fucking know they won't, but whatever. And the Democrats are saying like, well, yeah, we'll start working on improving the physical security of the border when we reform immigration to make it possible for people to come here legally that's the fucking problem is that they don't have a legal avenue so similarly to texas doing this heinous fucking thing of trying to kill these people what do you expect these people to do what do you what do you expect like the some group i don't i don't know some some guerrillas anti-government guerrillas come into your neighborhood and they pull everyone out of their houses and then they say okay we're we're fucking cutting off heads today we're gonna be cutting off heads uh are you just do you just sit there and take it you just sit there and hope that they get tired and they don't cut your head off i think i've already used this analogy before um like what do you expect and before this whole, you try to give me this whole fuck. Oh, it's not my problem. That's their problem. They should fix their country. Like, okay, you are you missed the point of the fucking question, or, or the point of the of the example. And secondly, it is your fucking problem because they're coming here. It is our problem. So, uh, without working. F- putting a solution at the root of the problem and we're just trying to treat the symptoms and when i say treat the symptoms i mean killing innocent people uh you you kind of lose me there and it's a it's a little difficult to get on board with the with the national security part of the uh border security argument it's a little difficult for me to rectify those two and yeah um, I think that's going to do it for my little rant on that, I guess. Um, so something um, interesting, something uh, I think that's good. There is a, there's a, there's a, uh, what I, I'm not, I forget the terms, but 
it's like a citizens initiative get um, x amount of signatures and you can put put a ballot measure you know up it in the next election so there's a movement in arizona where i'm from to get um access to abortion services codified you know like ohio did and i believe it was nebraska I believe it was Nebraska. Um, uh, Now, it's I think it's important to give some some details to this, because I think that a lot of people wrongly, very wrongly think that abortion access means that anyone and everyone can like what is this partial birth abortions are you fucking kidding me dude why is that the most the most extreme possible case and the extreme like i i cannot imagine how rare that it is that how little how how seldomly this takes place for that to be your argument man like the I believe the Arizona initiative is um is to keep it where it already is, which is like I, I believe it's like twenty four to thirty weeks, depending on fetal viability. That I don't see how that's unreasonable. It really doesn't make sense to me. Like this fucking heartbeat shit, absolutely not, absolutely not. Um, cells fucking spasming. Is not a heartbeat, all right? Just because you think it is doesn't mean that it is. For and second of all, like if you want to talk about hearts, then okay, how then I a heart is four chambers. That's what a heart is. So until those four chambers are developed, not sure what we're talking about. But that um, I don't I. Every single instance that I hear about of anything beyond any terminations beyond like 30 weeks are heartbreaking beyond heartbreaking uh the like the circumstances that the that the child will have immediately upon leaving the womb are would be like excruciating for however long their life will last. And I um I'm not sure how you can say you're protecting your like you value the sanctity of life when that is what you are forcing children to be born into, a life of suffering. Suffering, suffering and then you die before you even have developed the ability to remember anything. Um I um what it's something that I always say to any uh, men that that I like that I know that oppose uh, abortion. Like, first of all, it's none of your fucking business. Uh, okay, if you don't like abortions, don't get one. It's pretty fucking simple. You can't get one anyway. So who the fuck cares? It's none of your fucking business. It and so there's that. It's none of your business. Fuck you. Number two, if I were to tell you what to do with your body, you would be fucking livid. So 
there's that. Um, and the third is if men were the ones who had to give birth, this wouldn't be a conversation. Abortion would be legal across the board from day one of like from the fucking conception until uh, partial birth. If that if men were the ones that had to deal with it, that is what would be the case. I you cannot convince me otherwise. Not even these so-called fucking pro-life people. Fuck no, they wouldn't. They would they would all be on board with really uh, liberal in like the I guess in the con- conceptual sense liberal uh, access and. And the, so the second point of, like, if this was somebody telling you what to do with your body, you would lose your fucking minds. Uh, case in point, COVID vaccines. Everybody lost their goddamn minds at the po- even the mention of a vaccine mandate, which all of your kids fucking have them already anyway when you uh, enrolled them in school. But, uh, right. So that mandating vaccines unacceptable cannot do that it's a violation of my rights and obviously the counter argument is violation of my rights if i if i have the need to terminate my pregnancy or the desire to terminate my pregnancy i should be allowed to it's my body i get to do what i want with it i saw some people trying to use the my body my choice fucking argument like oh whatever happened to liberals and my body my choice like well the thing is that you don't believe in that so i'm not sure why you're trying to use that and to take that further when i say you don't even believe in that you don't believe in my body my choice so i'm my thinking is it would be i think it'd be great if we want to put uh, restrictions on access to abortion care, then if we can mandate healthcare decisions there, why can't we do it with, with uh, vaccines? Seems like a pretty logical step. We're doing it to preserve life. We're, we are valuing the sanctity of life and safety of the fucking children who we all fucking care about. That's what That's the whole reason we're doing this. So there you go. Uh, yeah, if you can tell a woman she can't get a pregnancy terminated that she needs to, then I can tell you that you have to get a vaccine, whether you fucking like it or not. I don't give a shit. We're doing this for the sanctity of life. Remember, that's what we care about. Um, and obviously, I'm not saying that's what I really want. I'm just saying the the logical that's a logical step that you can take if you're doing if you're if you're preventing access to preg- to to abortion because you're protecting the life of a child then why can't i mandate a vaccine to you cuz i'm protecting the life of the children um That is a, something about this whole argument to begin with that I cannot stand is the 
calling it pro-life being pro-life like you're not pro-life you're not stop pretending like you are if you were pro-life this shit going on in at the texas mexico border you would be all up in your fucking feelings about it because they're they are attempting to put barriers that kill people in place uh like the those buoys in the river that if they grab on the buoy sinks and like it drags the person down with them uh so you don't have a problem with those lives those um so i guess all lives don't matter uh Children being ripped away from their parents at the border. And there are thousands of those kids that are still unaccounted for. Unaccounted for. I mean, you want to get the Sound of Freedom fucking circle jerk movie about how much you care about the kids. And, oh, they are the little blessings of God or whatever the fuck that whack job Caviezel says. You don't care about them. Those are kids being more than likely. I have a very strong suspicion that they're, they were moved into human trafficking circles. That's what I think happened to them. Uh, obviously, I have no proof. That's conjecture. Not even conjecture. I don't have any evidence whatsoever. That's just my thinking of what's happening there. Uh, pro-life people advocating for capital punishment it's i do some outreach work with people that are in prison um the the way that the system is arranged the way that the judicial system is arranged at the moment does not lend to preventing crime or like reducing recidivism. It that's not what it's for. It's just to treat these people, people, people as horribly as possible and then kicking them out onto the street and then what? Pointing your fingers like yeah, they fu- when they get caught doing something wrong again. Not solving the you're not attacking the root of the problem. It's weird that they like we're trying we continue to try to treat symptoms and call them the problem when they're not. Capital punishment is not are the are some are like the people who deserve who get I'm not gonna say deserve who get capital punishment who are who are that's their sentencing if those some of those people do they deserve it i don't know i don't think so do they do extremely heinous fucking things yeah no fucking kidding of course they do um i don't think anybody in their right mind would disagree with that they however like they they have made their choices they have shown their character. We know who they are now. We are now. We know who they are. Uh, 
and it's not good. But, 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 it's not about them. It's not about who they are. That's not what this is about. This is about who we are. Are you really, how much better are you for sending someone to a, like a gas chamber or an electric chair or lethal injection, whatever the fucking case is, how many, <laughs> like the number, the number of those that have, that have gone wrong is horrifying. The number of people, innocent people, like they were, they were found to be innocent later after the fact, like even one innocent person being executed is way too many. It's not about them. It's about us. Who are we? Are we... Can we say we're better than them if we're sending them to their death? What What I think a lot for a lot of people that, are, that advocate for it, it's because they're r- removed from the situation. You don't have to do it. You're not going to be there. You don't see it. That's it. You don't have to do... You're not involved at all. (sighs) Taking a life is not as easy as innocent people like to think it is. When And when I say innocent, I just mean someone who has not killed a person before. It's not as easy as you think. The physical act, yes. uh, Guns make that extremely easy. But... Rectifying that with yourself is not. Um, it's a part of my. It's a part of my service that I really don't like talking about. It's really difficult. Yeah, it's still difficult. It. I don't think it'll ever not be difficult. And. That's the type, that's the position that I'm trying to tell you, like trying to speak from is like, you're only okay with this because you don't have to do it. You don't have to see it. Um, it's not, this isn't about that person. That person is getting their just desserts being imprisoned. It's not about them. It's about who are we? Who are we as people? Are, does That to me is not a sign of an advanced or modern uh, civil society. It isn't. Well, I really got off the rails there. Um, another pro-life thing, just to try to bring this back around, is... So all of those things that I just mentioned about actual life, actual lives, and how pro-lifers don't care about them, it's easy. It is extremely easy to advocate for unborn children. It is very easy. 
Some people would say, ah, speaking for those who don't have a voice. Okay, yes, that's that's nice. Um, but it's easy to do that because these they're they're not they are not not like uh they haven't lived like while a viable fetus is a i think me personal just my personal views is a life um that little being has not lived this is not this person does not have opinions or rough history or uh, or values and beliefs that you disagree with they cannot speak so yes you think you're being a strong champion for someone who cannot speak but you're also being a strong champion for someone who cannot contradict you and that to me is a one of the more like uh, touching parts of the hypocrisy of it is it's easy to advocate for a fetus because it doesn't it's not a, like a, a Democrat, registered Democrat, which if there were people that were registered Democrats, you wouldn't want to help them for this on the simple premise that you don't agree with them. So it's easy. Um, to a lesser extent, the same thing I feel applies to like advocating for animals, kind of. Like, it's easy to advocate for animals because they don't have opinions and stuff. They can't really say anything that would upset you. At the same time, like, they're, you know, they're animals. They kind of can't, they can't advocate for themselves. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, it's easy to do those things. It's easy to advocate for those, for animals or unborn children. Because, yeah, you don't... You don't ever have to hear like the really fucked up stories that got them to where they're to the point where they need help. Like a lot of the people in prison that I talked to, you don't want to hear about that. <laughs> it's, um, and there's even, um, it's like no, it's no secret that a conservative or older people are conservative voters typically, um, not always, but tend to skew that way so same thing when i do outreach work with the elderly like i don't they're they are liable to say some shit that i don't like but yeah it's fine because i'm not here to try to persuade them to think anything differently i'm just here to try to give them a helping hand uh, give help them with what they need um Right. So bringing it back around to abortion access in California, an ex-Marine, and I I was in the Marine Corps. I know that it's former Marine. I know that. I am pointedly saying ex-Marine. This fucking clown does not rate. Anyway, this fucking shithead pleads guilty to conspiracy and malicious destruction of property by fire and explosives uh so for both of those counts conspiracy to and then the actual act of he uh gets he's facing five to 20 years for each so it's pretty crazy um 
He also pleaded guilty to possessing an unregistered destructive device. Uh, it's a kind of a broad term, but it's California. Um, intentional damage to reproductive health services facility. Fucking checks out California. Makes sense that they would make that a like a protected class of building. Um, maximum prison terms for these are 10 and one year. So I said earlier, uh, pleaded guilty to conspiracy uh, of malicious destruction, right? So here's the here's the conspiracy part. Uh, he, as part of the plea, he admitted to and cooperated in the investigation of two other people that uh, he was planning to attack other three other targets with is another Planned Parenthood, a an LGBT celebration. Pride celebration that was at Dodger Stadium, and there a um, a utility electrical utility station in Orange County. Uh, the I don't I didn't read if this um, fucking asshole was going to attack the people or just I don't know the place and decorations or something I don't know, but um. They he specifically mentioned that the attacking the power grid, the intention was to start a race war. His exact words incite a race war. Um the the US district district attorney, uh Martin Estrada said in his like in uh, his little statement that this defendant exemplifies the insidious danger posed by domestic extremism. Uh, I would like to ask Miss Restrada to quit being quit fucking foo foo language. Cut the fucking flowery shit. Domestic terrorism. That is exactly what terrorism is. What this fucking idiot was doing, and what he was planning with his little fucking dumbass friends that is terrorism this is not just the, extreme extremism is like a way of thinking which okay if that was the case okay but they took it to action this is terrorism please can we stop fucking with the trying to sugarcoat this shit um uh speaking of sugarcoating shit Henry Kissinger is dead. Um good riddance. Uh sugarcoating was like the way that people were talking about him, like calling him this like uh, wizard of diplomacy and stuff. Like Is that true? Maybe. I've never met the guy so I couldn't tell you. Um so he dies at the age of 100. Uh, yes. God is not just. <laughs> Some of his uh, more fun bullet points here is bombing the ever-loving fuck out of Cambodia. He uh, A lot of the coups that took place in Latin America during the Cold War, he had a a very heavy hand in orchestrating and executing 
the I I don't know if it's the most notable, but the one that uh, stood out was the the uh, killing of um, Allende in in Chile. Among others, anybody who was like he advocated for military dictators. Anybody who was like left of that was a communist and needed to be removed. And by remove, I mean killed. Um, so I did see one of his uh, blunders, of which there were many. In 1971, there was a big to-do in Pakistan. There was a there was a segment that you now know as Bangladesh. That that was a separatist movement that he fucked up. So here is a quote from Bangladeshi Foreign Minister Abdul Momen. Henry Kissinger has been an iconic diplomat, but unfortunately, in 1971. He was dead against the people of the then East Pakistan. That is very sad for such a smart man to do such inhumane things. He should have apologized to the people of Bangladesh for what he has done. Can't put it better than that, I suppose. Uh, In 1974, he was um, key to the Vladivostok Strategic Arms Pact with Russia. And another blunder was the failed negotiations between Egypt and Israel in 1975 to uh, de-escalate tensions in the Sinai. Right, so there you go. There's that about Henry Kissinger. That's already more airtime than this fucking asshole deserves, and he's no doubt going to get more from everywhere. So what a... Um, let me. I did look up some um, international things that I wanted to point out real quick. Uh, I something that I thought was kind of cool, kind of um, the government of Zimbabwe is they're they're like uh, taking requests for proposals from mining firms. Um, Zimbabwe has a very very rich lithium ore in their. Um, in, you know, in the ground. So they're taking RFPs for miners who, like, if they if you want access to this, you must build the re- like the refineries in Zimbabwe and employ Zimbabwe citizens. That's um, I think that's a really good move, really cool move. Um, uh, there's already five Chinese mining groups that already have access to some uh, lithium deposits in Zimbabwe and the most of them have been um, pretty pretty shaky on committing to building in country for refineries and stuff um, and Zimbabwe has also like increased taxation on on raw export so you know good for you get get your fucking money make it higher if you can. <laughs> Um, right. So climate change, everybody fucking knows what it is by now. Uh, Facts don't care about your feelings. It's real. It's happening. Here's an example. Kenya and Somalia, East Kenya and Somalia are having severe 
uh, flooding that's expected to continue through January. Um, Because the rain is going to continue, so the flooding's just going to get worse. Estimates right now that hundreds of people are dead in both both countries, and hundreds of thousands of people have been displaced and have nowhere to go. Um, Like uh, crops are being drowned by the water, livestock's being drowned by the water. The the situation is really fucking dire. So, uh, us veterans being the types that we are, here is, and here's a way you can take action. Um, Unfortunately, it's just money. That's really it. But it would, of course, like you're this man. So there are there's so much going on in Africa that people overlook all the time. Um, Tasha, uh, she. I, look, I traffic in these circles, okay? I read up on this shit all the time, and Tasha sends me stuff. I'm like, why? how the fuck did I not hear about this? For example, there is a genocide happening in the Congo. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. There's another one also happening in Sudan. Yeah, a lot of people are dying, and nobody seems to care. No one pays attention to it. Maybe if um, maybe if those if the people that were in danger could come to the the American border, maybe then people would know they would notice that something's going on. All right. So how can you help Kenya, Somalia? If you go to in your whatever phone, computer, whatever, go to the website lvx.at/hhrd. Um, HHRD. I looked into this. Um, organization. It's Helping Hand for Relief and Development. I've already looked into them. Very, very well-respected, well-regarded, highly rated, very ethical with, you know, with the, the donations that they get. So, you know, it's a, I've looked, I looked through a couple. This is the best one that I could find. Um, they do a bunch of other stuff. Like the, uh, I mentioned the earthquakes in Afghanistan a while ago. They're doing something for that. Obviously they're doing shit for Ukraine. They're doing shit for, uh, Palestine. Um, and yeah, they have, uh, bits on Congo and Sudan among many other things. So yeah, HHRD is a really solid organization to, if you can, if you can afford to give up a little bit, I know that times are tough. I know because I'm feeling it too. I promise. Um, still, I I give what I can. Um, to <laughs> it's man, it's hard. It's the uh, the conundrum. Do I give a little bit to a lot of charities or do I give a lot to a few charities? And uh, I used to be in the former, and I'm starting to shift to the latter. It's really difficult cutting, deciding which which groups to cut. It it's a uh, kind of hurts i feel like i'm letting them down like i'm letting people down uh right but uh lvx.at slash hhrd that's where the that link will take you to donations specifically for uh kenya somalia sudan like all pretty much everything in africa is at that link that i got that i got you there um i don't have more information on on uh what's going on in congo right now but if you go to lvx.at slash Congo, that 
will take you to another well-vetted, uh, well-regarded organization that's helping in that situation. Um, the, I mean, the ever-going, ongoing situation in Ukraine. Um, this is a, this is an NGO that I'm linking here. They're not associated with any government or anything like that. But uh, it's lvx.at slash Ukraine. Really simple. So yeah, there's how you could get help to there. Um, I'll put these in the notes as well, just in case for like all 3D people that are listening. Um, this quick note moving to South America real quick is... Uh, Brazil is going to be joining OPEC. It's the oil producing economic fucking countries or whatever. It's the oil cartel. And Brazil is going to join it. So, yikes. Um, Very interesting situation in um, Argentina. The presidential election a few weeks ago. They elected Javier Millet. He's a hard right libertarian who won the presidency by a margin of 56 to 44. So Argentina has been having serious problems with inflation. I mean, yes, we are too. Yes, other countries are too. Argentina, like we're, we are dealing, we like, I think at our worst, we were at like seven or 8% or some shit like that. Argentina is at 140. So yeah, (laughs) money's basically worthless. Um, Poverty obviously goes up because their money doesn't go very far and um, people can't spend money. Businesses don't make money. They can't hire anybody. So the lack of work. Um, Malay is definitely one of those like um drain the swamp type of guys like that style of populism is what got him elected is like i'm going to pull out all the filth from government um some of his proposals that he campaigned on was and he wanted to shut down the central bank of argentina effectively ending the peso as their currency, and they were going to start using the U.S. dollar instead. Um, also, budget cuts to lots of other stuff. Uh, um, he's a staunch um, anti-abortion guy. Um, he would be what we call a pro-Second Amendment guy. He dislikes his neighbors uh, in Brazil who are would are I think right now like among his chief trading partners and he also really dislikes China specifically saying uh, we won't deal with communists or I won't deal with communists excuse me so kind of a problem here is that the dysfunction in Argentine government makes his ascent a little difficult because he doesn't have support from regional leaders or like major city mayors or like governors or anything like that. 
So he lacks support across the country. He also, there's also no single majority in their Congress. So he needs to try to build a coalition with people and his put his like his partnership with the the Argentine Argentinian Conservative Party has is pretty shaky at best. Uh, so that's an interesting situation that we will continue to watch. All right. Last thing I want to touch on here is Israel and Palestine. Uh, you may be keeping up with this. You may not. Either way, I do want to um, give like a, a bit, a little bit of a summary, I suppose. Um, the the truce was si- that they signed. It uh, went into effect on the twenty fourth of November. So that's great. Um, I did mention before, like, how do you? Uh, what happens after? The, the thing is over, which I'll get to in a moment. So uh, this was brokered in large part by uh, Qatari diplomat Abdullah al-Sulaiti. Um, so here's, uh, if you didn't know this, Hamas has a sort of embassy in Qatar. So, you know, yeah. The... Uh, we deal our dealings with Hamas have been through Qatar. Um, that's um, it's an unfortunate part of diplomacy that people don't like. They don't like to think about like, oh, uh, we're we're too principled for that. We would never be. Well, I hope you don't still think that at this point. But you know, this is a. Uh, it's just how it's just how shit goes. Like uh, when I. When I was in Afghanistan in 2011, we had Taliban leaders come to our base to meet with the leadership. To I don't know I don't I don't know what they were talking about. To be honest with you, um, I I wasn't privy to that, but I know that they came. Um, so, like having. Having the Taliban come to Camp David to negotiate with Trump uh, is not—it's not unusual. It's not an unheard of thing, and uh, they did play him like a fucking fiddle. <laughs> so, so that so that's kind of fun. Um, it's weird. Another thing, like Trump meeting with uh, Kim Jong Un from North Korea. I don't see the problem here. Um, the only thing which, uh, to the surprise of no one, the hypocrisy of the Republicans is when Obama was trying to meet with like the Iranians and other quote-unquote enemies, um, he was a scoundrel, a villain, and all the rest of it. And But Trump does it, and he's like the second coming of uh, Henry Kissinger, apparently really awesome but like fuck we deal with um so we deal with hamas through qatar but like we deal with north korea through sweden so i mean we're talking to unsavory characters through allies not sure uh 
I'm not sure what you can't have it both ways. Um, as of a few hours ago, the total number of people released were 105 uh, Israeli hostages and 240 Palestinian political prisoners, many of whom were women and children. It's kind of fucking weird. But unfortunately, the official truce ended at uh, 07 local time. And at zero, approximately 06, there was a, uh, a rocket fired from Gaza. Hamas has not claimed responsibility for it. I expect that they would normally, um, but I don't know. Uh, credible, credible sources in Palestine, um, they are confirming at least 15,000 people have been killed. Uh, Israel has already resumed artillery bombing, aerial bombing. They're going the whole hog once, like, right, going right back to it. Whole hog, and they're Jewish. Fucking good one. Good one, me. That's stupid. Uh, right. So, one of the strongest advocates for more humanitarian aid, because what they're getting right now is not sufficient, is uh, King Abdullah of Jordan. So there you go. Um, Secretary of State Tony Blinken, who himself is a Jewish man, he this is his third trip to Israel um, since this whole thing started. And this these are his exact words. Is we discussed the details of Israel's ongoing planning, and I underscored the imperative for the United States that the massive loss of civilian life and displacement of the scale that we saw in northern Gaza not be repeated in the South. And the Israeli government agreed with that approach. I guess we'll see if they actually do it. Otherwise, um, you know, I I hope uh, if what we have been seeing to date is any indicator of what we can expect, like I'm not holding my breath, but I really hope so. Um, so the talks... The conversation continues to like uh, go around on the internet of that, at least where I'm seeing, of how, why, 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 why are we still, how can we still give unconditional aid to any country that does that inflicts this level of callous damage? To not just to infrastructure or but to the amount of human life that has been destroyed, even if the person didn't die, like just the horrors of the things that they've seen. Um how can we give someone like that unconditional aid? It doesn't it still does not make sense to me. Um uh, I, <laughs> this is obviously not even remotely, uh, the same, but like, I don't, I don't loan people. I try not to loan people money because all like conditions of like repayment and stuff like that. Like, nah. When I, I don't loan people anything Just here, take it. Like if you give it back to me, fine. That'll be cool. But if not. 
whatever. I'm not expecting it. Um, th yeah, that that was just a really stupid thing to bring up. That doesn't even. It's not even close. Um, I uh, I don't know how this is. How has this? Why is this acceptable? We wouldn't do this with anyone. Anyone like we could. If we try, if we were to give aid to Mexico, there would be conditions on it, and we share a continent. Our interests are um, hand in hand. Our, our prosperity is in parallel to each other. If some wacky shit happens in Mexico, we're gonna f like we will feel it in the U.S. It wouldn't be as bad in reverse as it would be for them if something happened to us, but it doesn't matter. Like our prosperities are linked or we're, we're intertwined just by given the proximity that we have to each other. And we wouldn't give them unconditional aid. So I don't see why, why anyone is qualifies for this. How, I, it does not, does not compute. Um, right. Uh, good timing. So that I'm going to wrap it up with, if you would like to help in Palestine specifically, uh, to get, uh, medical assistance into Palestine, uh, get supplies to doctors that are already on the ground. Uh, this isn't doctors without borders who is a good group. This is, um, this actually, this group's actually based out of the UK. They're called uh, MAP. It's um, Medical Assistance for Palestinians. Um, so lvx.at slash MAP. And that is how you can give some cash straight to the doctors that are helping people. Um, all right. Let's get, let's get myself out of here. Let's get this wrapped up. Uh... Um, network stuff, if you like, if my dulcet tones are doing it for you, uh, I have a lot of other shows on the, on the Lux Media Network. Um, I started this whole personal pet project because of my passion for the sport of boxing. So, uh, B-Sides, B-Sides Boxing is, that's how this whole thing started, um, uh, branched into MMA. I don't know shit about MMA. It's actually why our MMA show is called Ultimate Fucking Casual uh, UFC. You see what I did there? Um, I don't know shit, but the guys I'm on there with, they know they know quite a bit. Um, Slice of Life type of show is uh, Hard Shell Tacos. And the Progressive Patriots domestic feed uh, the, the distinction will start picking back up as I get um, regular recordings with uh, with my fellows. And another one, lastly, if you're into tarot and astrology and all that fucking stuff, um, I, I refer to that stuff as ooky spooky stuff. That's the name of the show, ooky spooky stuff. If you want to talk all that ghost, paranormal, supernatural, uh, esoteric study, that kind of crap. Uh, internet stuff. Interacting with social media posts helps to make the posts and the the accounts more visible. Uh, so that 
is and it's always appreciated to like hear hear feedback uh rating and reviewing though on whatever wherever you listen to podcasts rating and reviewing there really really helps that is that is like our fucking money maker right there uh our socials are lvx media net on everything if you can't find me i'm not on it some contact options if you would like you can go to progressivepatriots.us and there will be a an email button self-explanatory and then there's a phone number uh, you can text or call anonymous and unattended and if you have anything that you any feedback that you want to give me anything you want to comment on uh, if you have if you would like if i need to correct the record on something do not hesitate i would uh i i don't i'm not i don't get miffed if i'm corrected on something like i'm either right or i'm learning you know what i mean um and here are some ways you can get involved uh the biggest one nationwide is common defense uh it's a better progressive veterans group it's actually where how i met all of the people that have been on the show uh so if you want to go there lvx.at slash cdef lvx.at uh lux at cdef see what i'm doing there um if you're in arizona there is another group called vets forward it's uh it's essentially the same thing like they often work together on a lot of stuff as far as it like it pertains to arizona anyway um so that one is lvx.at slash vfwd uh lux at v forward um their social media handles common defense is common defense on twitter and common underscore defense on instagram uh vets forward is vets underscore fwd on twitter vets fwd on instagram i'm not calling it x that's fucking stupid uh all right so here are just to say one more time the links if you want to do if you if you're able to donate anything it's lvx.at slash ukraine uh slash hhrd slash congo slash map and uh one i didn't talk about today but i did talk about previously is the um the the community grants from the epa is uh lvx.at slash epa um um, no parting words because it's just me. So, you know, thanks for joining me on this wonderful Friday. I hope you had a wonderful week. And yeah, hope to hear from you guys soon. Um, the number, fuck, I just mentioned the button, but it, here, it's 833-589-7637. Um, A33LuxPods. I'm really good at this. Good at branding. Haha. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of Progressive Patriots. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me.